Whatever time of day you're tuning in to the Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe. Um, yeah, it's always lovely to have you um, back with us. Today we're going to be talking to Toby Clark from Walking Ibiza. Um, he was our very first guest um, when I launched this um, series of podcasts back in April. Uh, or was it March? Feels like absolutely donkey's years ago now, uh, right before the summer kicked off anyway. Um, and we were talking about the Around the Island Walk, a walk that was one of the reasons that I decided to move to Ibiza, having fallen in love with each and every crevice and cove um, as we kind of traversed the entire circumference of the island. And Toby very kindly donated us um, a space on the Around the Island Walk this October um, to charity, which is the whole point um, of this podcast, was to give something back um, to people who really need it. Um, so I was absolutely over the moon when this generous offer uh, came from Toby. And today we are going to be hearing from the person that we've actually given this walk to, which is, um, yeah, beyond exciting for a girl like me. Um, so we're very lucky to still have our sponsor on board, Giggle Water. Um, and Giggle Water are a wine brand um, and they mix wine and wellness, which might seem a little bit like an oxymoron, but life is really just like that at Giggle Water Productions headquarters. Um, as, as wine professionals, the folks at Giggle Water like to live in balance, which means that they love to work out, they hike, they swim, they walk, they do yoga, as well as have a bottle of rustic Italian Chianti and a truffle pasta every now and again. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Toby Clark, obviously, um, and his values and what he does with Walking Ibiza, a dream transformed into a business that not only inspires wellness, but also educates and informs people who visit Ibiza about the magic, the history, the secret caves and the previous inhabitants of the island is kind of a great example of exactly that. Um, how to live an abundant and healthy lifestyle. So between walks with Toby, uh, that we've obviously been on, uh, yoga, green juices and some good sleep, great friends and a nice glass of giggle water or Italian red, we feel that that is the recipe um, for a pretty happy existence. So live, love and sparkle is the message of giggle water uh, for our podcast, Powered um, by the wine company. Um, they like to mix it up and mash it up just like most people on this island in lots of uh, weird and wonderful ways. <laughs> Not just drinking, um, but you know, so many yin and yang um, kind of like existences here between healing therapists, people that work in wellness who also like to have a little bit of a party now and again. That is why we are here and that is why this podcast um, exists. So without further ado, I'm going to, um, yeah, pop us into today's uh, podcast with Mr. Toby Clark of Walking Ibiza. Don't go away. Welcome back to The Reset Rebel with me, Joe Yule, and Toby Clark from Walking Ibiza. Good morning. Morning. How are you doing? You're looking a little bit jaded this morning, Toby. 
yeah, this time of year is very busy for us, but absolutely love it. And lots of kayaking, lots of walking. And of course, leading up to the Round the Island adventure, which we leave actually two weeks this very day. Well, that's exactly uh, why I've popped round to your lovely little Campo de Casa, uh, or Casa de Campo, which is it, in this morning, to talk about, um, obviously, our wonderful uh, charity uh, guest that's going to be joining you on the Round the Island. That was actually the last time um, I popped over here a few weeks ago when we actually um, announced the winner after much sort of rifling through some uh, wonderful emails that we were um, collating to try and find the right fit. Yeah, that was um, sort of reflected back on how we came to choose the winner. And it was quite a a harder choice than I ever thought it would be. I thought, oh, yeah, you do a competition, you get some people apply, and then you say you go through and choose who who the winner is. But actually, it was really hard work to get it down to the final person who we chose. But now it's been a couple of weeks since we chose that person. I know it's the right person. We've obviously been in contact with her. She is so excited. She is just elated. We've got a little WhatsApp group going with the other participants. And she keeps putting um, you know, excited little faces in it. And she just, uh, I just, and just so know it's the right person we chose. So all that, that, that five or six hours we chose doing it was, were paid off that we actually got the right person, which is so lovely when that happens. It is, and um, I really cannot wait to meet Laura Green, who's going to be here in exactly two weeks from now. And here uh, is the moment that we actually announced and uh, gave Laura a little call in Dublin. This is my good friend, Toby Clark. Indeed, and we've been spending since four o'clock, and it's now eight o'clock, whittling down the entries for who's going to win the Round the Island walk 2018, the free place that Reset Rebel Joe Yule came up with the idea of giving back to the island, which is such a beautiful idea. And it's been so, so difficult to do, honestly. I never thought um, when Joe said, I'm going to pop round and we're going to choose who's won, I thought, oh, I'll be done in 10 minutes. And we've had this. Four hours later, of, we yeah. are still here. We've had um, quite some emotional moments going through the applications. We Tears. whittled it down. She's actually calling us right now. We're trying to get hold okay. of this woman, so we're going to do this immediately without further ado. Are you ready, Toby Clark? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you there? Can you hear us, Laura? Hi. Come on, my friend's phone. (laughs) Well, you actually had connections, so we could probably try the video on this. I'm so sorry, I'm a disaster. You're not a disaster. That's terrible talk. We won't have that on the Reset Rebel. No, we Um, won't. (laughs) We are, yeah, we are happy to talk to you now, if you can talk. Yeah. Great. So we have news. We have big news. So, okay. so it's been unbelievably hard decision to make and we've whittled it down to fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer people until yeah. we came up with one single person to, okay. to join us this year on the Round the Island Walk with myself, Toby and my company Walking Ibiza and that person yeah. is you! <laughs> Oh my god, are you for real? Yep. <laughs> You're joking. I am literally the only person in this building screaming and I'm on the tour floor and that's just like going everywhere. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh my god, you are actually kidding me. No, no it's we're for, not kidding. For, this is this is this is happening. You're oh joining us for two weeks. Oh my god, like what is wrong for? Oh, God, guys, you're actually, like, I'm looking out on this view and I'm just, like, I just can't believe it. Thank you so much. So, yeah, you've, we've, 
honestly, it has been so so difficult to make the decision. But yeah, you, I, I, you, yeah. you, you were a, a very worthy course. I'm, we really feel like you're definitely going to get what you need out of joining us for an incredible 12-day walk around the island, which is really a life-changing experience oh, I in itself. I can't wait to meet us. I honestly cannot wait to meet us. <laughs> we can't wait to meet you, more Yeah, we want to meet you. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> really? That is so nice. I cannot wait to meet you. Well, as long as you don't make us, <laughs> as long as you don't make us cry as much as you did earlier, because um, you know it's not a good look for us two to be uh, <laughs> having a good old sob next to each yeah, other. It's yeah. quite embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, thank you. I'm not on call because I was on call earlier, and I even said it to my coach. I was like, look, I need to be on email because I'm going to get a call, and if I get a call when I'm on a call, <laughs> always the way. And this time it's it. Relevant. Oh God. We were wondering what was happening when we couldn't wow. connect for you for quite a while. We were saying, is that a sign? But it, it, obviously we got there in the end. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that's that happening. Thank you so much. I can't wait to meet you. It's going to come fly by now. It's going to be... I don't know what to say. I literally cannot what to say. I'm walking up and down. I'm shaking. I just don't know what to say. Oh. Oh, God. Well, Thank you so much, guys. It's so amazing to give the place to someone that we know is going to get so much out of it and to go, go through what you've yeah, gone no, through. No, Hopefully a I'm little bit of... Um, just something that you just can't buy, like, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, Laura, we are going to send you an email with all of the details and we'll be in touch again um, very, very soon. But we just wanted to let you know for now and maybe you can go away and have a little sit down and a, a little chill pill. And um, yeah. we'll give you a little call in the coming days yeah. and um, arrange all the details for you. Yes, okay. okay. Okay, guys, thanks so much. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Amazing. I'm going to run in here now to the floor. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Go and tell the oh, world. God, guys, thank you so much. Like, you're just going to help me change my life, you know? So thanks Aww. so much. And I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to meet you. They're really kind. Yeah. They're so nice. Not it's long good. now. So I'm very excited. Laura Green there. Um, I, yeah, I'm surprised she didn't actually wet her pants. <laughs> she might. Maybe she did. Yeah, she might have done. We don't know. Yeah, she was, and it was great because she was at work, so it was um, getting through to her. And then she walked into the office the moment when we when when she rang us back, and it all connected eventually. She was in the office with, with all of her work colleagues and screaming. And she sounds like a very excitable um, young girl who's been through an amazingly hard ordeal in her life. And for her to be doing this as her uh, moment now, she's saying, this is the moment I'm moving forward in my life. Um, she she was basically, I'm sure you'll hear a lot more about her story in the coming weeks, but she was hit by um, a hit-and-run driver when she was 14. So she couldn't actually um, walk. She was actually left for dead, and she managed to scream help um, in her last moments and got someone to help her. And then she ended up basically four years in hospital. She lost all of her teenage years. They said that she would never walk again, but she is walking in, obviously, or she wouldn't be coming on the Round the Island walk. And she started walking in Ireland and just realised what a healing process walking is. And that's what I just love about it, that she's obviously a very strong young girl to push through what she's been through in her life and now to... When after we told her, it was all a bit all quite tearful, and she was saying the reason why I want to do this is when I'm finishing that finishing line, I just know I'm cured and I'm going to be able to move on with the rest of my life. And I feel a bit emotional now because she was so emotional when she told us, and it's just lovely when that happens and you fit the right person to the right moment, and then 12 days of walking is going to be so healing for her. I hope. 
I know, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, when we um, when we were going through the, the short list of people, you know, a lot of tears, which I've actually got shivers mm. all over my body right now and little goosebumps. And, um, yeah, she just, it was so clear for both of us that, that she was the right candidate to um, to be joining us on the Around the Island. But it, it's it's fascinating because, I mean, you know, for me, this project was was all about trying to put something back into the island this year, obviously collaborating with my, my favourite people that, um, you know, kind of uh, work in wellness here, uh, my Reset Rebel friends. And, and, you know, it just feels like this is just such a beautiful thing to be doing for her. And um, I am really, really grateful that you've decided to offer this place up this year because it feels, you know, like the whole project now come full circle. We've had the full summer of, like, giveaways and people that we've connected to. and But this feels like... Yeah, just a really wonderful way to end um, the season in Ibiza. It is. It's what, you, what the idea you've come up with is brilliant, and you're obviously surrounded by a lot of generous friends who's given amazing prizes or gifts or whatever you want to call them or experiences to to these people that really need it. And I just really hope that it um, sort of rebounds and and other people see what you're doing and then do the same thing. Because we've given away, you know, this, the cost of this round the island is normally 1,600 euros. So it's not just a, a little afternoon free place and a massage or something. It's, it's a big prize. And it's the people that have done it before, it's life-changing. So simplest thing can be life-changing. And I just hope that other people see, see it and see the advantage of giving back. Because also I'm a true believer that the more you give out, then the more you get back. So I've actually given away this free place and I'm not joking since I've given it away in no, I don't know, coincidence. It, it, um, it was already full, actually, when we, we did the competition, but we saved one place for Lara. And, um, and now, honestly, I've had about 10 people begging me to join. So I could have filled it twice now, but now I'm filling it next year. <laughs> so it does seem to be the more you give away, the more comes back. And I'm a big, big believer in that. Yeah, I well, I, I, I haven't really... I just haven't even really kind of looked at that angle of it for for my own personal uh, benefit. But I feel like the the happiness levels that I've received from from connecting to all the emails that I've kind of uh, received on the podcast and um, people getting in touch with just some really, really sad tales of uh, being anxious and depressed and lost and lonely and heartbroken and, um, yeah, have just been really incredible. And one of the ladies that came on my retreat um, back in August, actually, just you know she just kind of left that whole kind of family unit really um after the reset rebel retreat 11th to the 14th of august just just a completely yeah different different woman really um very relaxed and just sort of had some really lovely take-home tools so that did feel really really good and um i'm really looking forward to meeting laura so i mean around the island having actually done it myself on the first ever group that you took uh what was it like five years ago that was 2012, so yeah, quite quite a few years ago. And you, and you, do, and you did the first hardcore, I say, the, the first the group that did it hardcore, where the way I had done it with my original infamous one euro trip was to carry everything. So when I got a lot of people saying, hey, I want to do it as well, I said, well, we just do it the same way and we carry everything. So we carried all of our tents, our backpacks, which you very much remember. And it was hard. It's it's when you're going up all those mountains up and down day after day after day and you've got to carry 15 kilos on your back, maybe even a little bit more when you start out when you've got three, four litres of water in your backpack. It, it is really hard. And now we now we do it where all you have to do is carry a day pack. So these people are the, the, the have it the easy way. But also I wanted to make it um, an adventure that is doable for everyone. 
and it's it is enjoyable you know i mean you immensely enjoyed your journey but it was nearly <laughs> it nearly broke your back and everything else in your body a um, definite pleasure pleasure pain experience with uh, both of those two sort of feelings cropping up on a daily basis at inter- intermittent uh, intervals really yeah it was and we had that 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 was one amazing amazing group of legends on Ibiza and those people are still around and we're still friends we still see them around the island a lot and it was just a legendary group those people were sort of the the core of Ibiza and it was an amazing amazing experience and then from that that springboarded into doing it every year and in fact next year we're doing it twice a year once in May and October because the demand seems to be there and if people want to do this and have this life-changing experience and I'm really up for showing them that and and I absolutely love doing it as well I sort of say I'm getting ready now for my two weeks off to walk around the island because I love it so much yes it is very hard work for me being sort of looking after the group and organizing everything it takes an immense amount of organization but once you start walking it's like ah great I'm doing what I love and just seeing the journey that people go through all the shares we do and the um, where we, the place where we sleep under the stars is just beautiful. So that's what I really, really love doing. The thing that reminds me about this Laura situation um, with the, the hit and run accident, um, when I was on the, the, the Around the Island walk, we um, were joined by a man called Karam, who no longer lives here, actually. And he was, of course... Um, living here when he came on the Round the Island walk and we had two um, older gentlemen in the mix of those wonderful 12 people that were on that walk and Karam uh, was pretty much held together by steel pins having um, been hit by a motorbike I believe in Amsterdam and taken out big time and he was on crutches when he started that walk and I was just like Christ like what the hell how is this chap going to get around the island and it wasn't like you know I hope you forgive me for confessing this but you know I, I renamed that walk the climbing Ibiza walk because we did a lot of sort of scaling rocks and cliffs and mountains and God knows what else and hanging hanging off actual rocks um, because you know obviously you had the route mapped out but we did go off piste a few times as well so there were a few moments when poor old Karam was like you know one one person had one end of the crutch one person had the other and he was sort of like abseiling down a mountain place with his with his sort of iron rods and I just thought this guy has got balls and you know the fact that he got to the end of that and really managed to make it and the confidence that that reinstalled in him after losing all of his confidence you know being laid up for so long I can really imagine that this walk for Laura is going to be the same kind of confidence boost and that's why I'm kind of a little crying a minute and that's why for me it feels like um a real moment to be able to give this back to her um and um, yeah, just very reminiscent of that of that first walk around the island. Yeah, Karam um, is an absolute legend. He's now living in Bali, I think. And yeah, he he was actually on his motorbike and he got hit by a car. Um, and it was, I think, it wasn't quite a hit and run, but they tried to go or something. But he was um, in a wheelchair for for many, many, many months. And this was again his recovery to say, right, I'm I'm now mended. And he never actually fully confessed to me quite how bad he was until I think the second or third night because I'd met him before and he was so adamant he wanted to do it. He was almost slamming the table saying, I need to do this, Toby, find me a place. So I, I um, gave into his um, words. We, very good wordsmith is Karam and a very, very wise man. And I remember him leaving on the walk and I'm just thinking, well, okay, he'll do the one day and then he'll say, okay, Toby, I'll meet, meet you at the finish line and, and have a drink or something. But he just carried on and on every single day in obviously a lot of pain, carrying his backpack 
um, almost a broken man. And I remember it was about day six or seven. I was, um, we walk along this quite flat path and Karam came running by. I don't know if you remember that moment. And I went, what the hell? He goes, this is it, I've done it. And he was, his face was just a picture of, you know, ecstatic, beauty, everything, because he realized he had broken it and he was now back in the world. And um, the, the walk actually healed him. It's, it, he got through all this pain and he, after that point, he was no sticks and was walking fine. Uh, just truly amazing. He is an amazing man, and that moment of triumph was, yeah, incredible to, to, to witness. And we're being munched, aren't we? We're both sitting here scratching our legs, being absolutely eaten to death. There has been a bit of an outbreak on the island. So I guess, yeah, good luck with that in the old, in the old tent. The mosquitoes, you mean? Um, no, there won't be any for us. Apart from that first <laughs> night at um, Salinas, when we always get bitten to death, but that's the night when we lather up with all the lotion that isn't good for us and um, try and stay unbitten. <laughs> lather up with all the lotion that isn't good for us the mind mind boggles Toby Clark well all that deet isn't very good for us but it keeps the mosquitoes away so as you put it on you just think this is killing me and it's burning my skin but I'm not getting bitten so what, what's better and around Salinas there are some big mosquitoes because of course all of this standing water for the salt so that is the one night actually that is quite bad but actually the rest of the island there's there's never any too many mosquitoes but maybe I'm just lucky and don't um, feel them too much Maybe you are. That's uh, the thick rhinoceros skin that you've always worn. Um, I feel like, you know, that was definitely one of the most magical nights and, and the camping factor of the whole experience is is, um, is really, you know, one of the most wonderful parts of it, that kind of rusticity. And I guess at the end of a crazy summer on Ibiza, um, a lot of people that are obviously living here that are coming on the walk will, will really, you know, take a lot, of, um, a lot of pleasure from that and a lot of... Um, yeah, resetting basically from just sort of getting back to nature. I mean, that's one of the most magical parts of walking on Ibiza is that just, you know, when I came on your 25, the big one, you called it, which I loved. <laughs> um, on Friday, when we did the San Miguel um, mountains and um, down to Esportichol, it was like, you know, I really was having a little bit of a tough week um, last week with no car and no phone and a load of dramas that kicked off in my life. And I was just like a bit over everything, really. And I just suddenly thought, you know what, I'm actually just going to rejiggle my diary slightly and just um, close the laptop and um, basically just walk away from all of it and just take a day, not not worrying about any of it. And actually, by the end of the day, I just felt absolutely exactly like Karam, really, just elated and happy and you know, it's not rocket science, this like reconnecting to nature business and walking in Ibiza and exploring the, the absolute magic that the island has to offer is, it just does something for you that's quite indescribable, really. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> I love all these science, proved by science reports that are coming out and you see them pop up on Facebook and social media and that, that they've done this report that walking in nature is healing and it's good for you. And you're sort of like, uh, yeah, we know that, but sometimes it's good to have a scientist put his name to it or a professor do this report that took him 10 years to do and they went through 10,000 people to work out that um, walking is good for you and being in nature is good for you it's like I could have saved you a lot of money and um, just told you it was but we know that but we've lost touch with it you know we're so much at the computer in our house in our car in a city all these sorts of um, things that disconnect you from yourself and nature and once you plug back into nature get out there walk do a bit of barefoot walking if you can do and it just makes such a difference to, to to your body and to your mind as well. You know, it can really, it can get rid of illnesses, stress levels just drop off. And as you say, people, which is why I love um, the 
every week I do these three community walks and I love it when people come and say right Wednesday is my day when I come on a walk and I okay look at my phone to take photos and that but really what they're coming for is just to connect back with nature and even though they might not realize that they get so much out of coming on the walks that when that Wednesday or Friday or Sunday comes they just they're drawn to do it so they wake up and go okay I'm going on the walk and as you just said you know leave the laptop at home and just and just have a, a day without all the stuff that we too much connected to too much electricity too much working the mind and you go along and you are walking in beautiful nature your eyes are seeing the most incredible views you also meet some you also meet some wonderful different people and connect with um yeah connect yourself back into mother nature with with earth and the red earth of ibiza is super healing so it's super wonderful to do it here but also anywhere in the world, wherever you are in the world, you might be listening to this, wherever you are, just get out. And even if you do happen to live in a city, get out and walk around the city, you know, or just take a five minute drive and you'll probably find a nice park or somewhere. So really make the effort to get out into nature. It is so, so healing. I think it's, you know, it's a combination of, of camping and obviously walking uh, and also the swimming. I mean, we took two swims on that 25 kilometre walk one at the Esportichol beach and the other one at Utopia at the very end in, in near San Miguel in the little kind of hidden cove around the corner and you know I hadn't been in the sea for almost 10 days because I just had I had no car and just loads of excuses obviously clearly in my mind but you know having been swimming twice that day just walking for the whole day and not really using my phone and not really sitting around you know freaking out about all the things that I had to all the problems I had to solve was just like yeah it was just really really amazing and I think you know we all tell ourselves that we haven't got time we can't take a day off work we're too busy you know it's just all of these excuses that come up all the time not to go and do something for ourselves that really really helps us just reconnect to our it's not you know it's reconnecting to nature but through nature we reconnect to ourselves to our source and to that one thing that we need the most which is that kind of I guess escapism from from our mind and we get back into our body which essentially is what makes us feel good when we're feeling more connected to our actual physicality yeah again it's it's just being out in nature we came from nature we weren't um, in houses at the beginning we obviously had caves many many years ago but the houses have become such um such a place of we call it home but we spend too much time in the home and even though we might have beautiful gardens outside of our house we still sit on a patio on a chair under the cover of the of the terrace or something enjoying nature but we're not in nature we're observing it as outsiders we watch beautiful videos on facebook and pictures on instagram which are mind-bogglingly beautiful but again you're watching it from outside you're not actually in it Mm -hmm. so you just got to really make the effort as you say we all go we're too busy too busy we can't do this can't do that Oh, I'm I'm so important that I'm needed in the office today, and if I'm not in the office, the, the whole world will fall apart. But well, actually, it won't. The office will run without you, and you just need to say no today. I'm I'm going out. I'm going to go out in my car, turn my phone off for a few hours, and again, the world will survive if you turn your phone off for a few hours. No one is indip- indispensable in this world, and I I say myself included. It's um you just got to do it and say that's what I'm going to do and and once you start doing it you'll notice the difference in your life if you're not doing it already you know get out in nature I try and come out every morning and just sit on my I'm lucky enough to have a bit of grass in my house here um sit on a chair with my feet my barefoot on the grass drink my infusion in the morning just if I'm just only manage five or ten minutes every morning and then I go off and do what I need to do. Um, but for me that makes a difference and there's a lot of research being done recently on earthing which is that we're not actually 
touching Mother Nature enough. So yes, it's great to go out in nature, but we're wearing rubber shoes all the time. Since Mr. Nike invented the shoe, everyone is wearing rubber-soled shoes, so we're not actually physically touching the earth anymore. We've lost touch with um, touching the earth. So get your shoes and socks off and touch the earth. And that's so important as well. Even if you just, on a little patch of grass in your garden, just sit, you'll see our chairs here actually on the grass now. Mm-hmm. And we sit on in the chair, bare feet, feet on the grass and that discharges all the electricity that's built up in our bodies over the time and there's a great book called um, earthing and if you read that the research and that is mind-boggling but he wasn't i love it as well because he's not a scientist so no one believed him for years he kept saying look this is what i've discovered i can heal people i can um cure cancers i can um you know all sorts of different illnesses and now people are starting to realize that if we just as a recovery after an operation if you earth yourself you will recover quicker and the teams even in um the tour de france now all the bike all the um, cyclists at the end of every day they plug themselves in by say that by i mean that they're getting connected with mother nature putting their feet on the ground and they're finding um, quicker recovery rates with the people mm-hmm. so it's now being proved in science and now everyone's starting to believe and see that we need to put our feet on the earth more I saw a, a video, I don't even know if you might have even sent it to me, it was about um, this guy who's obviously um, very, very into earthing and he actually um, has like a, a metal strip that he puts at the end of his bed and so that his feet or his ankles or his legs or whatever are touching it during the night and then that cable runs uh, from the bed all the way down to, uh, from his top floor bedroom window to the ground outside and that is enough to uh, re-earth himself through through the night. So I guess if you are someone that lives in a, in a city but you've got some kind of um, little garden space or maybe even just a plant pot, I don't know if that might work but it might possibly uh, do the same thing but he says that it actually really reduces inflammation in the body which I find also very interesting because I guess if you're living in a concrete jungle and you're running around constantly you know from place to place in your shoes um yeah you are going to pick up loads of toxins and loads of uh you know pollution and all that kind of stuff and actually you know that is going to create inflammation in the body and it is going to create toxicity and I and I and I know that the the most powerful way that I unload anything really uh of that nature is is just to yeah get in the sea really i mean that's the other great great amazing tool that we have endlessly with what 27 beaches on this island i think it's actually more there's 180 beaches unbelievably it's something it's cr- something crazy like if you include all the ones you can you can only get to by boats and things there's mm. i know there's i think there's a book and it says 180 beaches <clears throat> so yeah the, but the actually um if you can get in the sea that is the best earthing you can do because the sea has the salt in it which naturally um earths you because the earth, the sea is touching the um, bottom of the sea and it's that is the best earthing you can do or go for a walk along the beach barefoot but get your feet slightly in the water you know where the waves are coming in that is the best earthing you can do so if you've got that available and if you're living on a beach you do so go for a little walk every few days on the beach or go for a swim that is the best 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 way you can do and just following on from your saying about the earthing rod so um, you can actually now buy earthing sheets so it's like a normal sheet you put it on your bed but it's got um, miles and miles and miles of very thin silver running through it so it just feels like a normal sheet but it's got a lot of um the silver in it and then that has a rod on the end that you either put out your window and stick into the ground or you can actually put it into your three three pin plug or your two pin plug here because all plugs are earthed they if they're not earthed that's when you get an electric shock off a plug so if you and you plug it into the plug in your room 
which you can get a little gadget that tests if it is properly earthed on a beta. Maybe not sometimes. Yeah, you uh, might end up dead. Yeah. That's the other uh, downside. <laughs> well, you get the little electric shock from your plugs. So that means it is not, not earthed sometimes around your house. And then, yeah, that's earth. So as you sleep, you are being earthed. And that's the best thing. You know, we all sleep for six, seven, eight hours a night. And then you're earthing while you're sleeping and the body is healing. And as you say, it's all the inflammation, all cancers, lung disease, heart disease, um, breathing problems are all due to inflammation in the body, too much inflammation. And this gets rid of the inflammation. So you must right. be the most earthed man on Ibiza. We'll just call you Mr. Earth. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't walk barefoot enough. I've now got these very thin shoes that I walk in, but they've still got rubber on the bottom. So, and I've, had, I've actually just brought a very um, nice pair of um, leather sandals. So I look like Jesus now. Um, but I love them because there's no rubber in them. It's just uh, um, just leather. And once your foot gets a little bit sweaty, your foot connects with the rubber. And then that um, leather is connecting with the earth. So as you walk, you are being earthed. So try and buy shoes without any rubber soles on them, which is almost, it's almost impossible. Every single shoe has some rubber on the sole. But the other ones that don't are espadrilles. So if you buy the cheaper espadrilles, it's like eight or ten euros for a pair of espadrilles. They have a bit of rubber, but the middle of the espadrille shoe is just the hessian, um, not hessian, the esparta woven, and that is um, got no rubber in it. So if you wear espadrilles, you're also being earthed as you walk. Wow, and you're going to look like a... A cheap old tourist as well at the same time, which would be fabulous. <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever worn a pair of espadrilles. Maybe not since I was a child. I think I might have had a few pairs, but they always got wet on the beach because I always fall in the water, as you well know. And uh, they get quite sort of soggy and saggy after that. And they're absolutely no good to anyone after they've gotten wet, which is quite crazy for a beach shoe. But um, yeah. They're not a beach shoe. Es espadrilles were farmer's shoes originally <laughs> and they actually came from um, Mallorca they were invented there but they, they actually make them on Ibiza now and they were made as a shoe before we had rubber or anything else that's what the locals used here and the bottom of it is the esparata reed and the top of it is actually made from a cactus originally now the top's cotton and the bottom is still the esparata with a bit of rubber to keep it in shape but yeah don't wear them in the rain because they fall apart <laughs> or on the beach <laughs> that'd be why then yeah, yeah i didn't know that fact i love your little uh mine you know minefield of uh fabulous facts which we uh yeah we always get on your wonderful walks which i love uh love listening to your little little tales yeah it's um i, I love telling the little tales and people tend people tend to or they wonder people seem to really enjoy the, the tales as well the stories the tales and at the end of the day as a human race we love stories you know that that's what we we used to sit around the campfire before we had television and facebook and instagram you know people just used to tell stories and you, you can actually still go to um when i was in marrakesh some years ago and in the main square there i've got the name of the main square in marrakesh it's where all the in the evening the whole city goes there basically and there's still people around telling stories you know because that's what they do there still so people love to hear stories and it's um I love telling the stories, so that's what people love on the walks as well. It's not just a walk, you get the little short stories along the way as well, and little antidotes. And what's your favourite spot on the Round the Island walk that you'll be um, sort of stopping at along the way? Just, uh, I mean, you know, for someone that's lived here and uh, walked pretty much every inch of this place, I'm just intrigued as to what is that kind of one magical reset spot that you go to when you kind of feel like you need to just get into nature. Oh, that is a very difficult question. Um, on the round the island, I probably think the nicest place I like to spend the night is probably the, the place that I call the Lost City, which is Cala del Barca, which just has amazing views. And we go to one side of it to watch the sunset. 
and then we're timing it right to then the other side of the little peninsula where it is, you get the moonrise. And then if you get up in the morning, which the sunrise at this time of year is only um, 7.30, 7.40, so it's not early, we get up and do a little bit of morning yoga as the sun comes over the um, the edge of the mountain. And that, that is a beautiful place, and you're just looking down, and the view is just spectacular. It is a, is a really beautiful place, and it's really away from everywhere. It's one of the places we have to walk, still carry everything in, so there's no vehicle access to the final point. And it's because maybe it's so far away from everything, and there's no one else around that makes it so beautiful. That is always the best moments on Ibiza, often. Uh, They're the sort of seeing no one for for hours on end when you go out hiking here. And that is often the case, actually. I mean, when I go out for my morning walk, I do go quite early, and I often don't really see very many people. No one gets up in Ibiza before before 7.30, really. So when I, if I do get up and go out really early, which is most of the time, I often just don't see a single soul, not even a runner, not a dog walker, nothing, which is quite rare i think for most places in this uh, overpopulated world that we live so that's kind of cool and what about um if you were just going to go you know for a little walk on your own somewhere not on the around the island if you really just thought right i need to get out of here i just got to go and sort my head out and go for a little stroll where would you go that's my secret joe <laughs> <laughs> um actually where i'm going at the moment i'm going up to my little house on the mountain i've got a tiny little casita up on the mountain which i'm very blessed to have called which i've called la montagna and it is just a little space of tranquility and it's a, from here in the mornings if i'm got a morning off i actually take a walk straight up the mountain behind me and it's about a 45 minute hard walk up very steep and then you get up there and open up my little cabin and it's just beautiful and make a cup of tea and then just watch the view from the third highest mountain on ibiza and just take in the world have a little moment there to myself and maybe do a bit of bit of stretchy yoga stuff that sort of stuff and then um walk back down and that is the most uh, amazing way to start the day it's just so beautiful just Cosmo and I go up normally and it's the most beautiful way to start the day if I'm probably not going to do that I've actually quite got into going down to Beniras Beach this year and having a swim I never really got Beniras Beach till last year and then I started going down early in the morning, like at 8 o'clock in the morning in July and August, when there's no one down there, just a few naked hippies, that's about it, or a few people laying around from the night before. But it's just such a beautiful sea there. And you get in the sea there and go for a snorkel, go for a swim, and it is just astounding what you see as well. You know, people think, oh, there's nothing left in the sea, but there are millions upon millions of fish around there. And you're just swimming through the shores of the fish. And you then get back out, dry yourself off, and just think, God, I'm the luckiest person on this earth. It's just so, such a beautiful way to start the day. And then if the juice bar's open, have a wonderful juice at Jeff's Juice Bar, Cliff's Juice Bar. (laughs) And then you're really ready for the day. (laughs) Do you know, I actually swam out twice last year to the rock uh, of Benaras. Wow. And um, the first time, I mean, I was just going for a dip with a, with a, with a friend and we weren't really into, we'd just come straight from the airport actually and we got in the sea and we'd left, I'd actually left a thousand euros that I'd taken as a deposit for a retreat and I'd left it in my handbag on the beach because I thought we're just going to jump in. He'd left his passport, all of his cash, his credit cards, another great big load of money. And we went out for a dip and then we just sort of turned to each other and was like, let's swim to the rock. Neither of us thinking about what we'd left behind until we'd actually swum out to it and he'd like climbed up it and jumped off a couple of times. And I'd obviously like, you know, feared the fear of death uh, went into me um, as he was jumping off this rock. Really thought, God, like if anything happened to him like this far out, like who the hell's going to come and save us out here? Because the lifeguard doesn't really uh, have a pair of binoculars, I don't think, on this island or care, really, uh, to be fair. So, um so that was like oh my god that swim was just 
you know, just the most magical, magical experience. And, and the sea there is, you know, like anywhere else on this island. But it just there's something about Benares, I have to say, that is just so tranquil. And it's like a swimming pool. I mean, there are days when it's like a mill pond and it just feels like a silk caress without being too cheesy <laughs> to get in the water there. The second time I attempted the, the, the big rock swim was um, a little bit scary. Actually, it was a little bit choppy. And um, when, you know, because it's quite a narrow um, cove, the kind of waves were actually going forwards and backwards, but also left and right and bouncing off the two sides. And it was not so much fun, actually, the second time at all. I, I got a little bit scared and... Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't linger that time, and I was just really quite nervous. But um, yeah, Benaras swimming, absolutely one of the most beautiful things to do. But perhaps not on a Sunday when it's really busy. No, um, yeah. And if anyone is thinking about swimming out to that rock, it is a, a lot further than you think. You've done it, and people think, "Oh, let's swim out for a leisurely swim." But actually, it's a, it's a long way. And I've had a few people um, that we've had to rescue because they just can't make it. And you know, you're obviously a good swimmer and. Didn't you swim a lot when you were younger? Mm. Yeah, that's what I remember. And um, yeah, so people think, oh, we'll just go for a swim, but um, it's a it's a long way out, and there are a lot of boats passing as well. It's a it's a very boat um, a boat path, so a lot of boats coming around, and some days even more boats. So be very careful swimming around Benny then. But generally, the boats are pretty good and look at look out for people. But you've still got to be aware that oh, you're just a tiny little your head is only above the water, and people in boats maybe have a few beers and can't see you. So be very very wary. And also, like I noticed from the walk that we did um, in San Miguel, like when you're in San Miguel and you're up high at the Pirate Tower, you can actually see that the rock is basically longer, further out than the actual beach itself. So it is a lot further out than you think, because I always thought it was bang smack in the middle. That's how it looks from the shore. But when you start swimming, you realise that the rock is actually right at the very end, if not a little bit further out. And actually, that's why you can see it from the neighbouring beach. And it's like... Yeah, when I did start it the first time, I kind of sort of regretted it. But of course, I didn't want to lose face in front of my friend. So I carried on trucking and uh, we were pretty pooped by the time we got back, actually. But all of our cash was still there. So that was a miracle. Amazing. When, when did you realise you'd left all your cash on the beach? Not until we started swimming back uh-huh. um, and we both started picking up the pace because we were like, oh, my God, if that is actually gone. Uh, and do you know what? The only thing that was missing was his flip flops. <laughs> What someone left the handbag and took the flip flops? <laughs> left the two grand and took the uh, twenty euro flip flops. Oh, well, that that says it all. <laughs> Maybe the person was earthed enough and needed some rubber flip flops to walk on. <laughs> Over earthed, yeah, yeah, the Benares hippies of uh, Ibiza. Yeah, no, you have to you have to laugh about that. So I was very grateful. And to be fair, I don't know. I mean, is there really a lot of bag theft on Ibiza? I've never really sort of known anyone that's ever mentioned any of those kinds of things. Now, you hear the odd rumour or the odd story that goes around of people being broken into and that, but I've never had had it personally experienced. I think it's a lot about, um, you've got to be sensible, of course, like anywhere in the world. But um, no, I don't hear of much trouble here at all. No. Just just you <laughs> creating it. <laughs> I leave silence everywhere. <laughs> Walk in silence and leave in silence. <laughs> and if you believe that, you'll believe anything. True. Well, and a little sneaky beer at the end of a walk. Well, I was quite proud of myself, actually. I didn't actually have a sneaky beer at the end of your walk the other day. I had a, a Virgin Mary at Utopia, and I have to say, I've never been so high on Tabasco, actually, as I was in the aftermath of that. I found the chilli sauce was, um, yeah, just as powerful as that wonderful, fresh, cold, icy canya that all of you were drinking um, at the end of the walk. And it was, um, yeah, it was quite refreshing, actually, to reset myself and not get involved in all of that for once. Are you... Um, yeah, are you going to be having sort of some nice uh, deliveries of vino on the round the island in the evenings, or what's the plan? 
Well, it had <clears throat> crossed my mind quite often on the, around the island. As you know, it can get a bit boozy. And I've now this is going to be my seventh time that I've done the round the island, and I sort of has crossed my mind to do it um, without drinking, obviously without drinking alcohol, lots of water and juices and things, but not drinking alcohol because it'd be a different experience. And wake up in the morning feeling super fresh, as I know when I if I don't drink for a couple of weeks here or something, it does make a huge difference that old alcohol thing. And uh, we're just going to see what the group's like, I suppose. Um, there's one guy coming I know that does like his t- vino tinto. Um, but the rest of the group, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a non-boozy group this year. We we will see. Normally, night one, we don't take any in anyway because of where we where we got to stay. And night two, there is a a bar not far away. So I'll sort of see if people meander towards the bar, and it's normally a gin and tonic evening that one, if you remember. So we'll we'll see what see what happens. <laughs> but it's always interesting to to start the round the island walk and to start um, feelings every everyone's energy, seeing what sort of people they are and uh, to feel what the group's going to be like and to get the idea of how the that this round the island is going to be because every single round the island is different. Always different people, always a different experience, which makes it so wonderful to do. I think if it was exactly the same experience every year, I might be bored of doing it, but I'm not bored at all because I love doing it. I love all the people and everything else that goes along with it, so it's always different. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to... Well, I don't know, I'm seriously considering joining you again next year maybe at the end of the summer potentially because I, I think your April one is full already is that true? No I'm doing one in May next year um, which isn't full so you'd see the island at the beginning of the season instead of the end of the season because you did it in October last time and it is it's very different doing it in April because it's all the island is very green all the flowers are out all the people that you're walking by, you know, getting ready their bars, who are like, "Hey, hola, beginning of the season, they're all full of energy." Whereas, Everyone's really happy and full of full of beans. Yeah, in anticipation of the good season ahead. And at the in October, you can go into some bars and people are a little bit like, "Oh, what do you want? Oh, I've been working really hard all year," and just sort of throw the food on the on the table and that sort of stuff. So because they have had a very long hard season, so the sort of difference is in October, everything's closing and wrapping up, and the evenings are drawing in. Whereas in the springtime, everything's getting going and everyone's excited about the season ahead. So it's a very different feel to do it. When we did it in April, a couple of um, last year, it was a, a beautiful experience. We actually had 13 days of weather like this, and you can't see it on there, obviously, but it is now blue, blue sky. I can't actually see one cloud in the sky, and it's now probably about 20 degrees. So it's just perfect weather, and it, it was like this for the April walk last year. Mm. I think that would be my preferred option, actually. I do love a bit of. Uh, you know, I have my spring into springtime uh, reset rebel retreat actually at the end of April, so um, that could be a nice little bit of training for that for sure. As long as my feet didn't end up like sausage meat like they did before, with my wonderful blisters. So um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely have a think about that. And I, you know, this island for me in, in the springtime, April is my absolute all-time favourite season of the whole the whole year. Actually, mm. I do love now, and I love October as well. But April for me is definitely always. Um, yeah, the winning one. And um, so, yeah, I might well join you, Toby Clark. That's a, that's a bold threat. That's a scary thought. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you're all joining around the island again. But um, it's funny, I met bumped into Joe Buckle the other day, who was, who's done the around the island two times and the four-day challenge. And he was actually saying he was thinking about doing it again as well. So sort of it's, it gets a bit a bit addictive, but also addictive in a way that you get so much from it. And at the end of it, you just feel great. You know, it's an amazing feeling to do it, and that's why I think people want to do it, do it again and again and again. And this year, I've got a guy joining us who's doing it for the third time. 
yeah, your face is going, why would you do it three times? Because he loves it and he's addicted to it. And he gets so much out of it. He, he uses it as the reset every year. Be in nature, be out camping, meet great people and get and get fit, of course, at the same time. So he, he uses it for that and absolutely loves it. And when he said he was going to do it a third time, I, nearly, I think I actually did fall off my chair. <laughs> absolute bloody madman that's all i can say i mean i can see why you know that you know people come back to my retreats and every spring we do something vaguely similar the format is vaguely similar we do different hikes and things but you know the yoga classes the food the chef the venue are always the same but people do come back time and time again because if something works for them like a a reset tool or technique or you know they leave feeling amazing and they're a couple of kilos lighter yes they want to come back and do it all over again so but you know around the island there's something very 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 special about that and um, you know after all the pain it's a bit like having a baby you kind of forget about that and you kind of want to go back and uh, and do it again so um, I know that you have to dash off this morning because you're obviously going off to lead a walk so um, I will um, we'll leave that there for today but it's been really really lovely to catch up with you at the end of the summer I do believe the last podcast was sort of March time April in fact we recorded it in spring, I think, alluding to uh, giving this place away. So feels great to have finally got that kind of um, nailed into place. And um, can't wait to meet Laura here on this podcast in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be so exciting. Yes, yeah, so two weeks today we would have met her, or I would have met her. And it'd be brilliant together to do a podcast and to catch up and see how she's doing. And yeah, what, what an exciting time for her to be coming all the way from Dublin she's young she's energetic hopefully she sounds like a right a right um bubbly fun person from what we've heard from her so far so i think she'll add a lot to the group and also she's already got is she 19 i can't remember yeah at 19 years old she's obviously had a hell of a lot of life experience already more than most people have in their whole lives probably so i think she's going to be a bit of a wise soul maybe to bring some wiseness to the group as well so it'll be lovely really lovely I was actually listening back because uh, I was just making a show reel for my um, new Reset Rebel Productions uh, website, and I just ended up having to sort of go through all the podcasts from the first round the island, which is why I obviously attended. And they just, yeah, I mean, just the magic and just the laughs that you know we had on that first walk was, yeah, it was just a really nice little trip down memory lane. So um, I'm sure, I mean, as you say, each experience is different, but I, I'm sure you're going to have a really 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 lovely 12 days together so um very much look forward to maybe popping in and joining you for a, a morning or an afternoon and um, catching up with laura and seeing how it's all unfolding but thank you so much for joining us here on the reset rebel podcast with you toby clark from walking ibiza thank you very much it's been a pleasure as always joe and i look forward to seeing you around the campfire maybe one evening when we can do another little podcast and see how everyone's doing can't wait see you then bye reset rebel it's the reset rebel. It's the reset rebel. It's the reset rebel. Coming to you every day.